0: <laughs> Welcome back to the Anijah is Off-Topic podcast. This is episode three. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for tapping in, Bestie. Um, y'all know this show is for the girlies. So if you're a girly strapping, if you're a boy, you can stay and listen if you want. But, you know, this, is, this, one, this one's for the girlies. Um, as indicated by the title, as we already know, the Anija is Off-Topic podcast is has basically been created because I know for a fact as someone with self-diagnosed ADHD that I have trouble staying on topic. You know how black people be doing. You know, we start off telling you a story, but then we got to tell you like 10 other sub stories to get to back to the main plot. Um, This is very much that, but we're going to always start with the topic. It's going to be me and you and God and the three of us are going to work together to make sure that I am on the topic and I stay on it. I have to start episode three with an apology because what, I, I took a long hiatus. I started this in the summer, like right before the school year started. For those of y'all who don't know, I'm a fourth grade teacher in the great city of New Orleans. And as much as I love my job, um, I am overworked and underpaid and consistently, constantly tired. When I get home from work after yelling at them kids all day, I actually just want to come home and sit in silence. And so I realized as soon as the school started, the school year started that um, I probably didn't have the bandwidth to do this bi weekly like I wanted to. But it was really cool that I had people supporting me and who were, like, enjoying what I had to say and had feedback and all that. And so, like, I'm basically just apologizing to y'all because as a person with self-diagnosed ADHD, I do this thing where I pick out a hobby or a trade or something, and I'm into it for a second, and then I ultimately drop the ball on it. But I don't want that to be the case with my podcast because, like, Ultimately, I'm trying to get out the hood. Like, I don't want to be in the trenches no more. Like, I want to be in a high-rise condo in New York City or something. So I have to, I have to stick with it because you never know. Podcasting might <laughs> leave me right into a bag. You got to follow your dreams. Never give up on your passions or whatever they be saying. Okay? So I'm sorry. But you should stick around because today's episode is going to be a good one. I do have a disclaimer, though and I feel like I need to give this every episode, I don't wanna hear no wrestle about my sound quality, okay? This podcast was started on an iPhone in a dream. Y'all lucky I even put in my headphones today to record this with a little microphone, okay? This is not, we not in a studio recording on professional microphones and stuff. This is my living room, my iPhone in a dream. You cannot wrestle me about the sound quality unless you're about to open up your purse and finance turning my home office into a recording studio and I know that nobody's about to do that so everyone shut the fuck up about the sound quality please and thank you I love you um with that being said I have another apology oh my god I'm just I have another apology. And this apology is for people that were actually listening to the podcast and giving feedback. I do recall that the last episode I did, Bad Bitches Grieve 2, the one about my mother and my grandfather and stuff, we had decided that the next episode was going to be imposter syndrome. And I have the show notes for that. I know exactly what I want to say. I know exactly how the episode is going to go in my head. I wrote it all down. But... I have this burning question deep, deep, deep inside of me. And for the past couple months, I would say maybe even all year, I've been like bombarded with content on the internet from all forms of social media, Reddit, X, which is formerly known as Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all of the social media platforms that you can think of. I'm getting this same type of content. And for that reason, I've decided to like really dive deep into this issue, this topic. And I feel like it's one that needs to be discussed, especially amongst the girlies. I'm speaking really generally here. So I think I should tell you the name of the episode first and then we can like dig into it. So without further ado, I introduce to you, episode three, who wins the nonchalant wars? Mm. (laughs) Woo, I love that. I love that. The title of today's episode is Who Wins the Nonchalant Wars? So you know we are about to really, really get into it. With that being said, grab your water, grab your wine, grab your libations, put them on ice, stir it up a little bit, whatever you're drinking. You know, I'm gonna drink wine cause that's what I do, that's who I am. And, and sit with me and let's really get down to the bottom of who wins the nonchalant wars. Because I feel like the is wanna know. All right, so boom. I have been really thinking about this a lot. And so I've been mapping out, like literally on a drawing board, mapping out the thought processes of like playing the nonchalant war game and and being nonchalant and having that be your entire effect. Because I want to understand why are we forcing ourselves to play this kind of game? immediately initially i wonder like who the fuck thought of this shit who was like i don't care about nothing yeah you love me but i don't give a fuck like who yeah i love you but i don't give a fuck who came up with that that's crazy work i want to know personally who is the ringleader like who's the first person that was like nonchalant is the answer who invented this very wicked and warped way of dealing with matters of the heart. Like why has it become so fashionable and so trendy to completely dissociate and rob yourself of the excitement and the vulnerability that comes with potential romantic partnerships? The trend is like to not give a fuck, to operate under this pretense that like, you just don't care about anything, you are gonna get your lick back, da 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 da, whatever, whatever. But, like, why? Like, where does this come from? And I can't even act completely shocked because I'm a player of this game. And I play it well. When it comes to the nonchalant war, I'm a five-star general, baby. When we're measuring our nuts, when we're weighing our nuts, baby, mine are always going to be heavier than yours. I don't give a fuck about anything. But because I'm able to self-reflect and I have self-awareness and, like, I have gone to therapy once or twice in my life i know that my nonchalance is a trauma response and i feel like that's the case for a lot of other people too like i'm always going to come out victorious when we're playing the nonchalant board game but that's a response to trauma i wasn't always a real p-bitch bro i really wasn't i was not always like this i actually like at, at some point in my life i was a lover girl But, you know, I didn't climb some high mountains and braved some very, very low valleys to get to this point. And sometimes I realize, like, you have experiences in your life that cause you to never, ever, ever want to be in that same situation again. And one way that you can stop yourself from doing that is by entering your name into the nonchalant war games. I just feel like we should just be real about where we are. <laughs> we're in the sneaky league culture now. Like that's that's where we're standing. And these are super dark times. Like <laughs> these are actually super dark times. Like everyone has a roster and six girlfriends and a friend with benefits and a husband and a wife and a dog and three kids. Like it's just. It's so much going on behind the scenes in this dating landscape. And we're living in such a serious, like everyone's committed to not being committed, it feels like. Everyone's like, I just wanna have fun. I just wanna chill. Like, I just, I just wanna, yeah. Like, we're living in these non-committal times. <laughs> it's so silly. We're living in these non-committal times where like, we desire like the intimacy and the sensuality of relationship dealing, but we're not mature enough to tap into all of the shit that that brings with it. And bro, like, I'm sorry, I will fall in love with my sneaky link. I have undiagnosed ADHD. One of those symptoms is hyperfixation. If I like something, I like it. I, I, like is no longer the word, okay? So I know myself. I'll fall in love with my sneaky link. It's, it's nothing, it's really nothing to fall in love with my sneaky link. But like, I understand, like, I gotta keep myself on a leash because I lack self-control, that's my ADHD. And it's serious. <laughs> like, they be saying, deal with people how they deal with you, but like, I'm actually mentally unstable. If I don't force myself to not care, I will fall off the deep end, and that's on God. That's on God, that's on my grandmother's forehead actually. If I don't put myself on a leash and overthink myself into not caring about you, I will fall off the deep end. It's who I am, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I'm speaking from experience. And so it's like me and other girlies that I've had this conversation with, like we realize that we have to kind of like force that hard body nature. Cause if you don't, you're gonna get manipulated. I'm sorry, these are cold, and scary and dark times, and there is a hidden agenda. Everybody's got a hidden agenda, I'm convinced. And this might be my trauma speaking, I don't know. I don't know, but everybody has a hidden agenda. And if you're not careful, if you're not protecting yourself, you will get manipulated and you will get made a complete and utter fool of. And so again, like I just said, it's like not caring is a full on defense mechanism that keeps me and the other people who are, like, involved in this trend prepared for any curveball that that is going to throw their way. I'm sorry. And it runs deep. It runs, like, it runs really deep. Because when you're a lover girl but you're wearing your nonchalant hard body costume, every move that you make is made with, like, a certain amount of calculation. Like, you're not even... Living in your true self. Like you're wearing a costume. Like, I know me personally, I'll think about a motherfucker all day. Like I really like you, but you can't know I like you first off. I'm I've been thinking about you all day. From the time the sun came up to the time it went down, I was thinking about you, but I will never open my mouth to tell you that I miss you because that's weakness and that's a sign of vulnerability. Like I wanna call and I want to text you, but now in my head, I'm imagining you seeing the phone ring and it's my name and you like dog, what the fuck this bitch wants? And so now I can't talk to you. Or now, you have made me upset. You done pissed. Something that you've done has upset me in some way. But instead of me telling you that you've upset me, I'm actually just about to go no contact. Why? Because telling you that you had me fucked up makes me feel like you got the one up on me because why would another motherfucker ever control my emotions? I'm a real pee bitch. That type of shit don't happen. Seriously. So it's like... Every move, every move is calculated. Like, something about telling a motherfucker how they make me feel is so cringe. And so when you play the nonchalant game, you have to understand that you are opting to suffer in silence and come off as if you don't care because caring and getting fucked over in the long run are, like, the only alternative. So you get to a space where you know... You don't ever wanna feel gutted by what somebody has done to you or how they've moved against you. And so now you're just like prepared for whatever. You disassociate from all of the feelings, the good feelings, the bad feelings, and you just convince yourself that whatever you're feeling is not real. And you just keep riding the roller coaster until the wheels of it fall off and it it, it comes to an abrupt halt. But you're prepared for it because you've been playing the nonchalant game for so long. It doesn't hurt any less, but you, You're you're a real p bitch now, so you're gonna take everything on the chin. But it's weird though, cause like that not caring shit and not being vulnerable and having that I'm gonna fuck them over before they fuck me over type of mentality, never give them too much, it's self sabotage. This is where all the TikTok content come in. This is this is the part where I tell y'all why I'm even having this episode in the first place, because TikTok and Reddit and all these other websites like they've been consistently pushing these two narratives on my timeline. The first narrative is like being nonchalant. All the memes about how I don't give a fuck. I'm never going to call him. I miss you so much, but I'm not going to call you da, da, da. I have that side, and then I have, like, the people who are, like, stop being nonchalant. You're robbing yourself. You're self-sabotaging. And that's real. So understanding why you are being nonchalant, you also have to understand the way in which you're sabotaging yourself. So in my quest to kind of, like, figure all this shit out, I realized I started at, like, just understanding that, like, Caring too much or caring more about a situation, relationship, what have you, than the other parties involved is a very scary place to be. And that's like, nobody wants to feel like that. It It's wild. Like when you realize like maybe you care more than the other person. And I feel like in what little life I've lived, I've been there on more than one occasion. Firstly, like I'm an anxious overthinker. So... I know when I like you, it's up, it's up there, and it's stuck there. It's over with. I'm upset. I'm uh, not, not. I'm not upset. I'm obsessed. That's the word. I'm obsessed. That's just. That's my ADHD though. That's that hyperfixation shit. But nonetheless, it's like, even though I like you, however I feel, however I feel about you, because of like my own trauma, I need to be prepared. For the day that you switch up. I have to carry on knowing that the day that you decide to stop fucking with me could very well be today and it could be tomorrow. Like I can't, I have to be mentally prepared for that. Cause you just never know. Like it'd be so sudden. Like I've had somebody like really shower me with adoration and quality times and home cooked meals and lit candles just to one day just go cold turkey, like bitch. I'm not fucking with you no more. Goodbye. And that's when I realized, like, oh. You didn't care this whole time. That's why you're not tore up about this. Or that's that was my thinking, that was how I perceived it. And so moving forward, I was like, I could deal with people, but I can't care too much. Like, cause I wasn't I was not prepared for that. In hindsight, the unfolding of like how everything happened is funny. Like I like to laugh at it now, but in the moment, I was pissing shit and crying. Going up, sliding down the wall, getting back up, putting Jose Cuervo in my orange juice at eight o'clock in the morning, trying to drown out the pain, like my heart was broken. And that's just like that's just it's a wild feeling. The day that you realize that you're all into someone and like they're not on that same type of time with you. And I know me, like personally, once I'm caring for and about you, once I'm in that mode, it's really hard for me to come up out of that mode. Like, that's, that's a crazy emotional time. Cause I'm a certified lover girl and I want to care deeply. I want to care. I want to spend all my time caring about a motherfucker. But like, that's just not realistic. I, I have to not care. I have to bring myself out of that. I know I'll never fully allow myself to get to that point of full care with anybody. Because I know for a fact, when it all falls through and when all falls down, it's going to take a while for me to stand on all 10 toes again after that. I know that the after effects of what happened between me and you are going to rock my world. So while we're in it, I'm going to just detach. I'm going to detach. I'm going to detach. I'm going to detach. It's like, I think of it like wearing a lifeboat. Or no, 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 not wearing a lifeboat. Wearing a life jacket on a boat the entire boat ride. Just in case that bitch capsizes. I'm going to make it out safe. I actually got onto the boat with my life jacket on. And inside of my purse, I have an emergency raft. I'm going to be okay regardless because I never cared in the first place. You know what I mean? So, so, (laughs) so I see The nonchalant game as a necessity, especially like now dating in like 2023, like it's just it's a part of the game. Like I've already said I'm a certified lover girl, but I also understand like the space that I'm navigating. And so I feel like playing the nonchalant game is a necessity when it comes to protecting my heart, protecting my peace and protecting my space, because I will never forget the way I felt. When I didn't protect myself, so now I have to protect myself. So I, I see the nonchalant game as a defense mechanism. And so I, I understand that piece, but it's still, it's still fucked up. So yeah, the creators of the content that is being consistently fed to me on a day-to-day basis are the real reason why I've been thinking of this so much. Like, they, they really get into it. You have to understand, and I'm working on understanding so that I can unlearn these behaviors, is that playing this nonchalant game is a form of self-sabotage. You are doing yourself a disservice, which gets confusing because most of us are only acting this way as a form of self-preservation. So in our heads, we are dissociating from the emotion and telling ourselves to walk it back a little bit because we don't wanna get hurt. We're seeing it as self-preservation. But the plight of the lover girl, or I mean, maybe a lover boy, I don't know. The plight of the lover person is that we wanna simp, but the need to use nonchalance in our defense bites us in the ass when it becomes self-sabotage. The nonchalant wars are really just a race to the bottom because you're ultimately denying yourself true human connection. So when I say who wins the nonchalant wars, I think the answer is nobody. Nobody wins. If there's two people in a situation and both of them are playing this game, you're racing to the bottom. You're denying yourself, like, the the freedom that comes with acting of your own free will because you don't even want to act like that. And acting on your own compulsions because you're not doing what you want to do. You're not being the most truest, most fullest version of yourself because you're scared of what could potentially happen. You're preparing yourself for something that you don't know will actually happen. You're preparing for... It's like being prepared for the apocalypse, but like not exactly. Like You're preparing for the world to end, and you're not enjoying the world as you live in it in that moment. Like, you're strolling through every connection that you make, working overtime to convince yourself that you don't care about feelings and that you're totally and completely prepared to be rejected, when in reality, nobody's prepared to be rejected. There's no amount of preparation for rejection. No matter how hard you play the nonchalant game. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Oh, he ain't going call me. I don't care. I'm gonna call somebody else. Oh, Your feelings are still hurt. Stop acting like your feelings are not still hurt. Your feelings are hurt. Even though you're pretending to be nonchalant and like you don't give a fuck, your feelings are still hurt. And so (laughs) for me, I just think it's backwards to think that moving through and navigating through, like, just think of how warm you feel when you have a crush or when you like somebody. You know what that feels like, just how ooey and gooey you feel inside. Like, oh, here he comes. Like, you are robbing yourself of the warmth of a crush and the warmth of feelings by pretending to be cold hearted. And then you acting dizzy cause you think that somehow that's advantageous for you. And I might just be talking to myself, but I know I'm not. I know for a fact I'm not. And I'm gonna tell you one more time. You're acting dizzy thinking that you can navigate And feel the warmth of the crush the warmth of liking somebody the warmth of relationship when you are convincing yourself to be cold-hearted it literally just doesn't work like that like that's literal science when something is warm and you blow cold air on it it gets cold like that's it's literally science y'all it's literally science if anything bro you're gonna be like serially unhappy like consistently pulling away from and withdrawing so that you never feel played or like you feel that a fool has been made out of you, you're never going to be happy because you're not allowing yourself to experience the full joy, the full vulnerability, the full, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know what word I'm looking for. You're not allowing yourself to experience all that comes with being in relationship with other humans because you want to act cold and you want to act like you don't give a fuck about nothing when seriously, you do give a fuck. And again, I might just be talking to myself, but somebody need to hear it. and, and, and Somebody needed to hear this. I know I'm not preaching to no empty pews. The fuck? When you play the nonchalant game, you are playing to lose. Because what the fuck is the prize? I'm eating myself up right now. Like, the more I listen to myself talk, I'm like, damn, bitch, you really spitting. But, like, seriously, it's a losing game. The nonchalant awards are a losing game. When you're in relationship with people, that's intimate by nature. It's vulnerable and it's intimate. Immediately off rip by nature. And operating the world with this fear of being hurt or being paid or being played, it's not gonna work, Buki. It's just, it's not not gonna be advantageous for you. And I'm gonna say this one more time. I might only be talking to myself. I might only be talking to myself, but I know I'm not. I know I'm not preaching to an empty pew right now. I know that somebody in the world is coming to this realization just as I am. Just as I am. This right here is a word. Get your pen and paper. Annihilation's Chapter one, verse two. Stop acting dizzy. Start caring about things. Mm, That's a word. And this word is actually sponsored by Sun Bay Wine Cellars, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, Y'all can sponsor me if you want or don't. I don't care. I'm going to still buy it from the corner store. I don't care. But anyways, like I said, it's very like Twilight Zone. It's backwards. Like what world do we live in where we feel like we have to be mean and unavailable and nonchalant? To get what we want out of a man. Who convinced us that men like angry women? It might be true. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe they do like that. I don't know, but is that somebody that you wanna spend your time with? Why do we have to be mean and unavailable to get what we want? You do not have to dim your light or turn yourself down, tone yourself down. You don't have, like, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Be open and, 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 Feel and share your emotions because that is a very human thing. We don't have to play these nonchalant games and act like fucking robots and rob ourselves of real human experiences. All in the name of keeping it pee. I'm like, I really feel like I'm preaching right now. You don't have to do all this in the name of keeping it pee. Who does keeping it pee benefit? Who? Because now you sad. you're you sad and mad in the corner because you didn't act like you don't care about nothing. Now you didn't fell out with, with your favorite motherfucker ever because he's thinking you don't care about nothing. But secretly, you do care. You just don't want him to know that you care because if he know that you care, now he can use the fact that you care against you and hurt you in the long run. This is, we're doing mental gymnastics, y'all. We're doing mental gymnastics. We are in a space where we lack so much emotional intelligence and maturity in that this, we're, we're accepting this toxic dating advice, and it's souring the, the, it's souring the dating pool. The nonchalant game is pissing in the dating pool. The dating pool is full of piss because everybody want to act like they don't give a fuck about no, y'all, y'all. <laughs> Woo, this is a word. I'm telling you, this is a word. The hoes are scared to care. You're scaring the hoes. The hoes are scared to care. That's crazy. And you know what makes it so funny? I was just thinking about this while I was taking my wine break. Like, it's certain pop culture figures that we turn to when we want to become these demons, when we want to become these nonchalant people. Like Future. Everybody want to act like Future. The niggas still crying on songs Talking about Sierra to this day. Sierra happy because she with a man who cares. Cares endlessly, actually. Wow. Look at the math. Suddenly the math is then. You know what? I'm not going to say too much. Y'all keep acting like future, not caring about nothing. The nigga is still on songs crying by the bitch to this day. Y'all just not listening deep enough. Anyways, that was off topic of me. I apologize. That's not. Let me get back on the topic. When we talk about the nonchalant games, I didn't bring you two sides of the same coin. The first side is nonchalance as self-preservation and nonchalance as uh, self-sabotage. Either way it go, either way you flip that coin, it's not advantageous. It's not, ooh, that's not how you say that word. It's not advantageous for anybody. However, it feels like it's so necessary. I try to tell people all the time, I'm a prideful person. I cannot deal when my pride is hurt. Not only am I a prideful person, but my, I'm going to blame all, everything that's wrong with me on my undiagnosed ADHD. So I feel like it's certain things that happen that hurt my pride that force me not to care. And it can be small things like, oh, I text you, you didn't respond. Who do you think you are, bro? You see my name pop on that phone, you didn't respond. Now I hate your guts. Because obviously you hate my guts. I'm about to block you. Now you're blocked and I changed your contact name to don't ever answer the phone for this man. I called you and you didn't answer? Word, you looked at the phone, you see me calling and you said, fuck this bitch, why would she be calling me? Whoa, now I'm feeling disrespected. Now I really don't care. Now I got to go fuck with your dad because I'm nonchalant like that. I'm a real pee bitch. You feel me? Like, it turns you... <laughs> It turns you into somebody that you don't want to be all in the name of guarding your heart and not wanting to feel stupid, (laughs) not wanting to feel played. It's like you don't want to be vulnerable. You don't want to feel like somebody got the one up on you. But low key, like, maybe it's not the one up. (laughs) Like, maybe you just like that person. And if you're smart about it and you display the fact that you like that person, you don't hide that fact or you don't overthink yourself into being convinced that that person doesn't like you and you just do everything with a sense of honesty, being true to yourself and being true to what you feel in that moment, maybe you'll find that this person also feels the same way about you and y'all could go run off into the sunset and put your fingers and your hands and your toes and make sandcastles on your vacation to fucking God knows where because you're in love now. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting off topic. I just, I wanted to present this thing, who wins the nonchalant wars? Because I think in reality, nobody does win. Nobody wins the nonchalant wars because where's the gratification in it? Unless you're gratified by like making a person feel like absolute shit because now they know that you don't care about them. But, like, I feel like it's human nature to want to be loved and to want to love, and you're not allowing yourself to do that because you're convincing yourself every 45 seconds that you don't care. And I I might have spent this whole time talking to myself, but that's why I made this podcast. Sometimes I just want to talk through what I'm feeling. But I know that somebody in the world can benefit from it, so I record it, and I put it together, and I put a little intro song on it and a little outro song on it so that we can all... Enjoy it together. Um, yeah. I really think that that's all I have for this episode. I would love to discourse with other people. If there's anybody in the world or just if there's even one person who hears this and is like, you're dead wrong. Being nonchalant is the way to go. I would love to have discourse with you because I'm at a place in my life now where I've been doing the nonchalant stuff. And as I do self reflection, I'm not sure how well it's worked for me, but I do know that I've been protected. I ain't been in no, I ain't been heartbroken since, uh, what year was that, 2019? I ain't had my heart broke since then. Why? Because I don't never put my heart in nothing. Why? Because I'm playing a nonchalant game. So for me, it's working, but I do realize as I present it to you that I might be sabotaging myself in some ways because I'm not letting nobody get close to me, I'm not letting nobody see me in a vulnerable light, in a vulnerable space. I don't know. So like, if there's anybody who happens to come upon this episode, listens to it all the way through, here's my ranting and raving, and feels like I might be wrong about something, I would love to talk about that. I genuinely would, because I, I see it in two ways. Nonchalance, this game that we play, you either sabotaging yourself, or you're preserving yourself. And there's no fine line. There's no, like, it's a very gray area from what you're doing to protect yourself and what you're doing to sabotage yourself. And you're not going to find no good if you don't come about that gray. Anyways, guys, it's been so fun talking to y'all as it usually is. You know, I think I did a pretty good job of staying on topic. So um, kudos to me for that. Um, I'm on holiday break, so I think I will do imposter syndrome before I go back to the school system and go back to being a slave of the state. Um, I definitely want to get that imposter syndrome episode out just because that's been another thing that I've been like kind of toying with in my brain um, that I definitely want to discuss and have some discourse on. I think for this one, instead of having a poll... I'm gonna be like, "What do you think of the nonchalant games?" and have like a little question, and you can like type in an answer. If you fuck with me, like, won't you please answer that? Like, the engagement really keeps me going, to be honest with you. Um, so I think I'll do a question at the end. But um, that's all for now, folks. We we talked about who wins the nonchalant war games. I've come under the understanding that nobody wins the nonchalant war games. If you have another answer or you are thinking something different, I would love to discourse with you. Um, I'll put my social media platforms in the description below. Um, yeah. And on that note, have a happy new year. Oh, my God. We're going into 24. Stop being dizzy, Care in 2024, guys. Go into 2024 with love in your heart and care on your mind. Okay. Um, yeah. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss.